0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Met Podcast, episode number 43, and in this episode, we're gonna talk about self-sabotage. One thing that I've seen from managing hundreds and hundreds of people, working with different people, and just through my friends, my family, and my own life, is self-sabotage ruins more people's lives than any bad occurrence or thing that happened to them. It's interesting, because when you start working with people, whether they're on your team, whether they're your coworkers, or they're just your friends or your family members, you start to see and hear different problems that people face. This could be in their health, this could be in their finances, through their friends, through their relationships. And isn't it interesting how some people, some friends, some certain people that we see just seem to always have certain problems. It's like they never end. It's like they can't catch a break. And it's even weirder that these same people are the best at telling the stories of why it was either not their fault or why it was a one-time thing. It's interesting because it's like problem after problem follows them. And what I've learned is certain people just, one, just attract these things to them. And two, and most importantly, it typically comes from something called self-sabotage, meaning they while certain bad situations are happening, just like anything else, they attract and cause more harm than anything else that could ever happen to them. Meaning, they are the root cause of all of their issues. If we think about every single occurrence that happens to us every single day, we are the common denominator. Meaning, yes, we can't necessarily control what someone across the street is going to do or what that person's going to say about us, what's going to happen in the economy, what law is going to be changed, how the weather is going to be. If your boss had a bad week and had an argument at home and he takes it out on you, yeah, you can't control that. But we are also the exact same person in every single situation that we're ever in, good or bad. Which means we have some control on what's happening to us, and most importantly, how we're reacting to it. But if you take it a third step, how we can become proactive to our problems to prohibit them from happening as much, and if and when they do, being in a position to deal with them. Most people continue to go from problem to problem to problem, issue to issue, because they never are proactive or think about what could happen down the road. What is the worst situation that could happen? And because they're just reacting to everything that life throws at them, it's a never-ending spiel of just them having to fix things so they never actually progress. Early on in my life, it felt as if, I know you look now and it seems like I have all these things put together, but I had quite the journey. And if you know anything about me, this was not easy and it still isn't as I'm learning every day and I share my lessons with you guys. Early on, it felt as if I always got the short end of the stick with everything I did in life. I was never the best. Someone was always picked over me, someone was always promoted past me. Someone always had an in or they knew somebody or they were just smarter or better or more prepared. And it was like, man, I just can't seem to catch a break. And I always longed for this type of mentor or someone that could just show me the way or I was always hoping that I was going to get, quote unquote, discovered in sports, like this one scout was going to see me. Or in business, I was just going to meet this one person that believed in me and showed me exactly how to do everything and hired me or did this or did that. And you you quickly find out that, for the most part, that doesn't really ever happen in life. When people get, quote unquote, discovered, they were actually just good enough to do what they wanted to do in life. And because they were good enough, they attracted the people who were in that business or that industry to take them to their goal. You know what I mean? The NFL, National Football League, is great at finding people who are NFL-level players. If you're not an NFL-level player, the NFL will never find you. If you're an unbelievably talented person in business, people are going to want to work with you. They're going to want to communicate with you. They're going to want to talk to you. So you're not going to be able to do these things unless you become that person. But when it becomes to self-sabotage, the issue is we are the source of all of our problems. And we first have to fix us ourselves from within and stop making the continuous mistakes that cause even more hardship to ourselves, our families, and the people around us. And then start getting on the offensive and start attacking on growing and being more successful and making you and your family's lives better. The way that I started doing this is I first had to cut off the mistakes I was making. A lot of this is actually quite simple. And when I say this, you're like, oh, no shit, Grant. I mean, that's obvious. But then when you actually look at your life, you're like, well, damn, that's actually a good point. I don't really do that. So let's start with the basics. How hard is it to work and focus and deal with pressure and stress when you only slept three to five hours in a night? We're more irritable, we're more stressed. We can't focus as much when we don't get a proper amount of sleep. Just simply make sure you're getting seven to eight hours of sleep every single night with a consistent routine. Two, when you're dehydrated, your brain does not work as efficiently. You can't think right, you get more irritable, you can't think clearly, drink water. If you're around really sloppy, negative people that always complain, It's going to lower your energy levels. It's going to stress you out. It's going to drop your self-esteem. And you're not going to feel good. Meaning you're likely going to start making more mistakes and doing the wrong things. Those are a few simple, really things that if you really listen to nothing else in this podcast and you only did those things, your life would pretty much get better in a week. But we're so reactive. that Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do that. Oh, this happened. Oh, it was this thing. Oh, it was this week. you had this. And there's always an excuse. So we're always at the short end of the stick because we don't even take care of our bodies in the first place. Start with the simple things. Two, be proactive instead of reactive. I've talked about this before in the podcast. And if you follow me on social media, you've seen me talk about this because it's so important. Everyone has generally very close to the same problems. We all have relationship issues. Someone in our family that has health issues. You know, the economy's up and down and all over the place. The stock market is crazy. Real estate's crazy right now. But winners are still finding a way to win, as usual. And the people who are being reactive are still dealing with issues. Being proactive is assuming and knowing that you will face different headwinds, different seasons of uncertainty, of struggle, of opposition, and challenges. And it's knowing it's not if but when those will occur, and being prepared for when that day comes. For example, if you know, and you know that your internet every once in a while, every three to four months just goes out, and you know it's important that every Wednesday you have a important meeting that you have to be on at 8 a.m. If you log on and get ready to get on Zoom or Google Meet or t- uh, Microsoft Teams, and you're ready to do that meeting at 8.59 every single day, At that right before the, that meeting starts, what's going to happen when you have an internet problem? You're going to miss a meeting. Now, is it your fault that the internet's out? No. But it is your fault that you didn't anticipate that it could happen. So instead, you implement a simple procedure to where you are ready to go, meaning you could get you could get on that meeting prepared, ready to go, knowing what you're gonna say, dressed, mentally prepared, everything 30 minutes before. So when you're sitting there at your desk 30 minutes before, if you see that there's an internet issue, you now have a backup plan. If you're in a condo to go work in the little community center part, right where they have free Wi-Fi, run to a coffee shop. Use a hotspot that you have on your phone. Go to a fast food place somewhere, Starbucks, something with Wi-Fi. Now, by the time you're on that important meeting, wherever the heck that you went because you had a plan and you had a process and you're prepared, not one single person knows that you had a Wi-Fi issue. Why? Because you were proactive. The most interesting trend I've seen of managing people in a company is when we're getting on a meeting, let's say I start a Zoom, the order at which they join, because there's a waiting, this is a waiting dock basically. So let's say 10 people are supposed to be on in the meeting. I've noticed that the most successful leaders, managers, sales reps, administrative people always are trying to join the meeting five minutes prior. Almost every single time, every single rep that's struggling, it's having issues, is dealing with some stuff is always joining right at 3 or right at that the time the meeting starting or 30 seconds later and you can see because it's based off the little things next we have to create consistency in our life and by creating consistency you first have to know what the hell do I even want who do I want to be around what type of money do I want to make what type of person do I want to become and when you know that these are the things that you want and you are written them down and you look at them every single day and you think about it, start doing consistent actions that give you that result. People operate way too much off emotion, meaning they didn't get, get enough sleep, boyfriend or girlfriend or friend said something rude, somebody cut us off on the way to work and yelled and honked and screamed and it just really pissed us off. And now... We get into the office and we can't manage our emotions, so we say something dumb. We say something rude to a coworker, now we got an HR issue. Or then we get mad and then we take it We take it while the rest of us are driving and we cut someone off and then we get in a wreck because we can't control our emotions. Practice at having stable, calm demeanors throughout your day. You have to be able to handle problems. And no matter if you feel good, you feel bad, you had a rough week, you had the most incredible week ever, wake up and do the exact same actions that are aligning you with what you want in life. If you work out five days a week, no matter if you feel good, bad, the boyfriend said this, the girlfriend said this, your mom said this, work said this, are you going to be healthier? Hell yeah, you are. Are you going to look better? Of course. Of course. If you save 10% or more of your money every single paycheck for 25 years, no matter what your girlfriend, wife, boyfriend, husband, friend, boss did or said, are you going to be extremely wealthy? Hell yes, you are. We're noticing a trend here. Consistency pays. People who react off emotion will always be controlled by other people. There is no easier person to control in the world Or no other person who gets manipulated by people more than a man or a woman who cannot control their emotions. You have to be consistent in your actions. I'm not telling you that you can't feel pain, be sad, be happy, have a good day, have a bad day. But what I am telling you, if you want unbelievably, if you want to be unbelievably successful, excuse me, you have to do the little things right besides the way that you feel. And doing this pays more dividends than any single thing that I could ever say. Just do the right things consistently. It pays. Lastly, there's this incredible book called Atomic Habits. And I would recommend every single person read it. It's fantastic. And the simple principle of the book is that reward and discipline are the biggest driver of human behavior. It's why we do what we do, good and bad. Humans are unbelievably intelligent at noticing change in other humans and businesses. Meaning, let's say you're jumping on a meeting and your boss is usually a certain way and you're like, huh, something's off about them. Something feels weird. I don't know what's going on. You can sense it. We're incredible at doing this. And what happens is, If we aren't training our own self, our own minds, how to do the right behaviors, how to make the right changes and how to be consistent, it's going to be very difficult because then we'd have to rely on someone else, which we don't want to do. You do this through reward and discipline. Simple. Let's say that you have a goal to, let's say, make 50 phone calls or 50 sales calls in a day. The trick is to track those exact numbers, right? So let's say you have a simple sheet of paper and you just write a line every single time that you make those 10 calls, or whatever the case may be. Here's the thing, you have to reward yourself each time you make those 50 calls. Many times we don't wanna reward ourselves till we get the sale or till something big happens. But the problem is you need to teach your mind, your body, that me making this 50 calls comes with a reward simple. Humans, we react to rewards. If good things come to our certain actions, we're going to keep doing it. So let's say you go, every time I make 50 calls, I'm going to go grab a drink of water and go sit outside for 15 minutes and relax. And every time you do that, your body's like, okay, good things happen when I make 50 calls. But let's say instead, when you make those 50 calls, you're stressed after, you don't do anything and you just keep working some more. You think, well, Grant, I'm working hard. I'm doing the right things. go, yeah, you are. But you actually just taught your mind that making 50 calls does not come with a reward, which means eventually you're going to stop probably making those 50 calls because you're like, ah, nothing works. I don't feel good after it. And you will find some creative way to justify why you shouldn't make those calls. You will literally start self-sabotaging your life because you're not seeing any reward for the actions that you take. So it's simple. Always reward yourself for good things that you do. Even if it's the most smallest reward, like grabbing a drink of water or moving a pin from one side of the desk to the other. Or if it's getting that pair of shoes, taking that vacation, or getting that car you have wanted. It all comes in different sizes. But you need to train your mind, your body, that if you do the right things, it comes with a reward. And in the same sense, you need to set up parameters that if you do not hit your targets, meaning you don't make those 50 calls, you don't get to go get a drink of water and go sit outside. You don't get to go to that concert. One of our sales reps, that has been one of our best sales reps. he One of the things he struggled with is he would just go, 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 go all the time. And when we really assessed it, we realized that He was busy, but he wasn't actually productive. And I talked about very similar on this message where I was saying, look, you need to have a sprint, not a marathon. You need to execute a few times a day really, really good. And if you do that consistently, you're going to outsell everyone. But here's the thing. You need to live a good quality of life and reward yourself. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to set a goal that if I close this many deals by Thursday, I'm going to take a quick trip to California and then work Friday from there and then just relax all weekend. I'm like, perfect. The second he started doing that, his sets went up, his deals went up, his focus went up, his energy went up. And it's because he was always setting a target and either rewarding or disciplining based off his actual actions. This One simple method, guys, can change everything about your life. And one thing I want everyone to do is assess your current life right now. And I want you to either write down or just think about what is the problems that you've been dealing with over the last three to six months. And I want you to think, if you would have reacted differently, would have the problems that you faced after that got better or got worse? And how could you have anticipated That scenario happening. What could have you done better? And I'm not telling you guys to judge yourself, be hard on yourself. What I'm saying is, if we're the common denominator in every situation we face, we have the ability to change our lives, our situations, and most importantly, the people around us who we love that we want to impact in a positive way. And if you can do this in a very creative and focused and just well thought out process, you're going to stop self, self-sabotaging in your life. You're going to create a better result. And most of all, you're going to make a bigger impact. So thanks, guys, for listening to episode number 43. As always, I appreciate the love and support. If you guys haven't already, make sure to check me out on all my other social media channels. My YouTube is at GrantMit. Same thing for my TikTok and Instagram. And my Twitter is at GrantMit 3 Thank you guys so much. I hope you have an incredible week and I will see you guys for episode 44. Thanks guys.